I read this headline today in Newsweek. Most U.S. hospitals are empty. Soon, they might be closed for good. Most U.S. hospitals are empty and can be closed for good. But I thought the hospitals were being overwhelmed. And right as I was recording this, I got the news and the hardest impacted spot in the United States, for whatever reason, I'm not going to get into because I don't know quite, quite the reasons yet, but in New York, the U.S. Comfort, the USNS Comfort will leave New York, is leaving New York. I saw the picture of them sailing off. Do you remember when we were supposed to close down for 14 days because we had to flatten the curve, not so that we could come out with a cure or come out with a vaccine or come out with a treatment, but so that we wouldn't overwhelm the medical staff, that we wouldn't overwhelm the hospitals. And the hardest hit place is leaving. The the hardest hit place the Navy hospital is leaving after only seeing about 150 patients. Millions of dollars to ship the thing there. And they're leaving after only 100 patients because they put up another hospital. And we're still not open. Most hospitals are empty and going out of business and we're not open when the reason we were told that you must be quarantined, the reason you must be a prisoner of your own home that you have to be under house arrest is because we couldn't overwhelm the hospital staff. We couldn't overwhelm hospitals, but here we are because of our totalitarian decision, because we had our status decision, our command style economy decision that all hospitals, regardless of where you are, regardless of the impact, regardless of how many cases of this virus there, there were, Regardless of that, you must all stop doing non-emergency procedures. And because of that, the U.S. hospitals are empty, and soon most of them will be closed, according to this Newsweek opinion piece. We're going to talk about that and more. Welcome to How to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening, sharing the show, tagging a friend for all the new subs on YouTube. I really appreciate you guys. appreciate all of you have been listening from the beginning on the podcast. You can listen to this wherever you listen to podcasts. All of you guys who've been joining Marco Polo, it's awesome. The group's slowly growing, getting to hear your stories. I love it. Seriously, it's like one of the best things uh, that we've started off of this show. I'm thankful for all of you guys that have joined. If you want to part, be part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, go over to flfnetwork.com. You'll get one of those mugs. When you put in HTBT, you'll get a shirt, Fight, Laugh, Feast shirt, while they still are around. $100 off the conference, and you get tons of other great benefits. Let's go over there, check that out. If you want to, let's see, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Oh, uh, Reform Jellical. It comes out on a podcast every Friday night. You should check that out. AD and I have a great time with that. All right, let's get into it. Let's just go through this article. And then I wanted to talk to you about what Hillary Clinton said. And I want you to realize that there is a theme here. There is something afoot. Like one of my episodes before, we are being played. Now, let's just go through this article. And then we'll get to Hillary Clinton and her wonderful gems of knowledge that she has. Tens of thousands of healthcare workers across the United States are going without pay today, even as providers in the nation's hotspots struggle to contain the coronavirus pandemic. 
The tale of two hospitals is a function of clumsy, if well-intentioned, federal and state directives to haul all non-emergency procedures, which appeared at first blush to be a reasonable precaution to limit unnecessary exposure and safeguard staff, beds, and equipment. But instead of merely preserving hospital beds and other resources, the heavy-handed injunction has created a burden of its own design. A historic number of empty beds and systems and in systems left untouched by the pandemic. Those hospitals have resorted to unprecedented levels of furloughs to staff stave off temporary budget shortfalls, but industry and economic trends point to more lasting outcomes unless the immediate action is taken. Now, this is interesting to me, taking it out of this disaster for a second, and a real study on command style of economies, that is states and the federal government, individual states, making proclamations and telling hospitals, telling private organizations, private companies, what to do and what services to perform. And we see the result. It's disastrous. It's disastrous. We are seeing things, not just in the medical field, but with our food supply chain, all of these decisions from on high in Washington, D.C., of telling us what is safe, what is not safe, what you can do, what you can't do, what businesses you can go to, what businesses you can't go to, what surgeries you can have, what treatments you can have, when you can go to the doctor, when you can't go to the doctor. This is all a taste of socialism, guys. This is all a taste of what communism is. This is a taste of status totalitarian regimes. Is this what we want? We're seeing how complex the free economy is and how the free market is and how our economy is and global trade and all these things. And when people start thinking they know better than the collective, then millions and millions of different people doing what is best for them, when we think that happened, when we think that we can know better than those millions of people, millions and millions of people, this stuff starts to happen. This is a big deal. This is a really big deal, not just for the doctors, not just for nurses that are in this profession, but for all of us who are going to need these hospitals that are going out of business. This could become a greater crisis than the pandemic that we have all grown to fear and we've exchanged our freedoms for. Remember, we were told unconstitutionally that we could not go outside because we didn't want to overwhelm the hospitals. And here we are, tens of thousands of healthcare workers are without pay, furloughed, and most hospitals are empty, and soon they may be closed for good. Now, I have been posting memes, posting articles, and I've been getting pushback from nurses and doctors that are in areas that have, and specifically New York, have high intensity of these cases. And by no means am I trying to be disrespectful. By no means am I trying to say what they're doing doesn't matter, what they're doing isn't important, that what they are experiencing is real. I'm not denying that at all. I'm sure there are hospitals overwhelmed by this. And I'm appreciative, I am thankful that we have doctors and nurses willing to put their lives on the line. But the simple truth is that it's not everywhere. And it's not in most places that way. And when we have one group, one body, one organization, one, not one organization, one administration, one government 
declaring, deciding that we're going to treat everyone as if that is the reality for them, then we get disasters like this, where the U.S. hospitals are empty and soon may be closed for good. Just think about that. Matt, put your politics aside. You can't put your politics aside. That's what gets us into this mess. When we stop fighting for freedom by putting our politics aside, the statists flood in. It creates a vacuum. Just like how we left Iraq and ISIS came flooding in. It's the same thing with the status. It's the same thing with the people that want to command our economy, command our lives, take away our freedoms. As soon as we stop being quote-unquote political, the career politicians, the career status, the ones who want complete control, the authoritarians are going to flood right in. And anyone who is not thinking politically at this point doesn't get it. It's thinking emotionally is not thinking rationally, is not thinking strategically, is not thinking long-term, and is not thinking of the enemy that is out there right now, who is trying to impose systems onto us that are going to make these issues a reality in the future constantly. It's going to be something we live with. It's not going to be just in time of a crisis. It's going to be everyday life. And if you don't believe me, listen to the clip that we're going to get into right after this. I want to tell you about Kingsman Grooming Products. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com, kingsmangroomingpros.com. Put in HDBT, get that 25% off. This is the last day you can do it, I believe. And then it goes back to uh, 10% off. Then you, you can get high quality products, shaving creams, uh, pre-shave, after-shave, oils, balms, lotions, tattoo care products, leather products, a Christian small business. They need your support in these times. All small businesses do. Go get your Kingsman Grooming products. Get the discount HGBT when you put in the checkout code. Get high-quality products. Support a Christian company. And, uh, you know, get some stuff to treat yourself with. All right. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. You know what? Actually, before this, I want to read you. I want to read you this one thing, and then we're going to get into the Hillary Clinton clip. And this comes from Elon Musk in his report, that his quarterly uh, report that he had for his company, Tesla. I think the people are going to be very angry about this and very about this and very angry. It's like somebody should be, if somebody wants to stay in the house, that's great. They should be allowed to stay in the house, and they should not be compelled to leave. But to say that they cannot leave their house and that they will be arrested if they do this is fascist. This is not democratic. This is not freedom. Give people back their blank freedom. And he's right. It is fascist. But it's also socialist. And I'm more scared of the socialist than the fascist because in our culture today, we can use the F word. We can say fascist. But we can't use the S word, socialist. No, that's not so. You're not compassionate. You want old people to die if you're not for socialism. You want to push grandma off the cliff if you don't want universal health care. Remember that Paul Ryan ad? He was pushing grandma off a cliff. You can't say the word. No, it's not really socialism. It's democratic socialism. It's more scary than that. It's more scary than fascist because the fascists are known enemies. Socialism is viewed as compassion. And it scares me to death because people like this know it. Every form of health care should continue to be available, including 
uh, reproductive health care for every woman uh, in this country. So we should keep killing our babies. Remember how she uses this. Remember, Hillary Clinton's not stupid. She's really smart. She's really smart. And listen to her language that she is using. It's Marxist language. It's radical language to overturn free markets and free societies to make to make the status quo what we are seeing here in exception. The shortages, the closures, the furloughs. She's using this language to manipulate us emotionally, to not think strategically, to not think long term, to not think politically, but to think in the moment. And so we would give up our freedoms for these protections. That's what she's doing. Right now, she's advocating for slaughtering children using her health care term for women. Uh, and then it needs to be part of a much larger system that eventually and quickly, I hope, gets us to universal health care. This would be a terrible crisis to waste, as the old saying goes. We've learned a lot about what our absolute... Uh, frailties are in our country when it comes to health justice and economic justice. So, you know, let's be resolved that we're going to solve those once you're elected president. Health justice. Economic justice. What the heck does that even mean? It's almost as crazy as economic intercourse. <laughs> oh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden said that if you didn't catch that before he called for economic intercourse makes me laugh every time see this is why it matters this is why you can't lay the politics aside that's why you cannot be focused on your anecdotal situation and your own specific hospital that might be impacted greatly from this because other people are thinking much broader than you and has a much broader perspective with an agenda to take your individual cases, magnify it, make it seem like it's throughout the whole country, and then start ramming down things like universal health care quickly, where people can kill their children for free, where the state will continue to tell the hospitals what you can and can't cover, what you can and can't go to the hospital for, what surgeries can be done and can't be done, what ages can you give transplants and what ages you can't. There is people in this world using this crisis. She brought up the term. Saul Alinsky, don't let a crisis go to waste. Hillary Clinton talking to the presidential candidate for the Democrat Party. And he's agreeing for universal health care. What does that mean? It means the states are continuing, going to continue to make decisions like they've been doing in this crisis. It's going to continue to keep you from freedom, keep you from a living, keep you from seeing your doctor, keep you from surviving. And we're going to be rationed. We're going to lose hospitals. We're going to lose doctors. We're going to lose nurses. We're going to lose health care that we have been accustomed to this far. It's because we are coward, we are shamed into not thinking politically. We're supposed to think emotionally. We're supposed to be thinking short term. We're not supposed to be bringing politics into times like this, which paves the way for Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and the rest of her thugs to take and steal our freedoms and solidify it and never give it back. 
Remember, they took our freedoms away because they didn't want to overwhelm the hospitals. And most hospitals are empty and will be closed for good. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the people that are doing this to us. I'm sick of the people that are just going along with it. I'm sick of the people that are attacking the people that are trying to stand up for it. I'm sick of the people that are on their side. I'm just sick of it all. I'm just so through with it. I'm not going to just give people breaks anymore for being the nice guy or for being the rational one or being in the middle of the road. I'm sick of it. It's too late for that. We need to wise up. We need to be smart. And most of all, we need God's grace and mercy to forgive us of the just for for allowing us to do to this country what we've done for not being good stewards with what God has given us for not rising to the occasion and stepping up into these political positions for not rising up and supporting the doctors and other professionals speaking out risking their careers and then questioning them cutting them off skept being skeptical it's a shame. We should be embarrassed. We should repent. We need to be good stewards of what God gives us. We need to be wise. We need to stop being carried away by fear, Be stop being carried away by the emotion, and realize the plays that are being run to us. All right. We'll stop there because I don't want to have any more high blood pressure today. <laughs> Let's go out, be successful so we can make change, so we can be influential, that we can make a difference. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. <laughs>